0: The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.
2: You are now in the Corn Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Welcome back to the Corners Podcast, I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside the man, the myth, the legend, the birthday boy, welcome to the 2A Club, how Mr. Matt Ordazzo, newly married with a new c- kind of haircut, little slide, side swoop today, looking funky fresh.
1: It's just the way that it dried today, but yeah, now back, married, 20, knees are hurting, and Jamaica for six days, and I did not get one ounce of color on me anywhere.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say with a with an Italian name like yours, you figure you'd actually get some color. I, I tried. I
1: was. I, I guess. Sure I guess. I guess.
2: I guess you just you're you're one of those guys like me. Like I, I get color, but it takes an entire summer for me to get color. Mm-hmm. But and also we have the intern fellow Red October member, Mr. Chris. So me and Chris have a new chant. We're screaming. I know the Dimebacks technically our chant for the. Uh, for the entire playoffs and this actually kind of relates to the Phillies is embrace chaos.
0: Oh because yeah. let's,
2: But let's be honest, like the, the two teams that nobody that, that like are not the top build rosters are Philly and Arizona. So them knocking off the heavily favored Dodgers and Braves chaos. Right. And also both teams are predominantly red, red October. So I, I think the, at least until the NLCS, if they actually get a chance to meet this is going to be a Red October and Embrace the Chaos podcast. That being said, one congratulations to Matt and Bianca. I hope y'all you enjoyed your amazing honeymoon and have. And also, I love Maddie. She looked gorgeous. You looked like fucking butt- badass as shit. Yeah, I know. With the freaking slippers, the shades, looking clean, love it. Oh yeah. While I'm sitting here wallowing my sorrow about my stupid fucking hurricanes, we'll talk about that about a half hour. Um, Chris, update on the Phillies game as we as we're going live right now.
0: Um, we are up three nothing. Bottom third. Wheeler is through forty pitches, so we're looking good right now. Looking good. All
2: right, Diamondbacks. Of course, first pitch is about in about just under two hours. Um, Zach Galen versus I believe Bobby Joe, whatever, whatever their their um their rookie pitcher was, the one that was like hundred miles an hour it seems like they multiply on that Dodger staff. Either way. Um, since we talked, obviously game ones in game ones, the NLD NLCS, um NLDS all happened, ALDS all happened. Um, I believe Astros and Twins are tied one one. Am I correct on that one? Yeah. Uh did
0: they win yeah, they the win twins? Win, so.
2: Yeah, twins win, won.
0: Twins okay, <laughs> yeah, one one.
2: And yeah. what's the other one series? Uh Texas Dangerous. and Baltimore is 2 nothing Texas. 2 nothing Texas, which we kind of predicted. The uh, two NL games are tonight. So I love how the NL games are all interdivision rivalries. So Phillies, Braves, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, wow. like yeah. very, very mean rivalries, right? This makes me very happy. This is why playoff baseball is fucking awesome. Oh,
1: and no Tampa Bay Rays or Toronto Blue Jays, which is nice to see as well.
2: So, Maddie, since you were gone for most of the intro intro to the playoff stuff, what? So, who's the teams you're rooting for? Obviously, in the uh, in this playoff scenario, obviously we know you don't want the Orioles to win. You know, even the Orioles are kind of fun. They're just, just, but unfortunately, yeah, I don't
1: don't, don't have an issue with the Orioles.
2: Right, just not Houston.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much just not Houston. Like, I'm, I'm, like for you guys, like I have no, I have no, I have nothing. To root against either of your teams or the teams you're playing against, but because obviously I value more than the random Dodgers and Braves fans that I don't know who they are, I'm taking Diamondbacks and Phillies, and then I'm looking for, oh, I would God. say, Texas and Minnesota, obviously.
2: I, I would love to, uh, like, Texas Rangers would be so much fucking fun. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: <clears throat> the only team that I do not want to play, if by some miracle we make it to the World Series, the only team I do not want to play, it's the only team we cannot beat for some fucking reason. I think we had winning records against everybody in the AL side, except for one roster. The Baltimore Orioles swept us.
1: <laughs> you know what? The thing with the Orioles is I think they're so young. Like they're, they're very good obviously, but they're so young at that. And like their, their coaching staff doesn't really have a lot of experience in the playoffs. I don't believe, but they're, they're a young roster that doesn't have a lot of playoff experience either. So I think this is a magical, like, Hey, we're here to show you guys that we, we can, we can do some serious damage in, in the, um in the rankings. Um, but I I think Texas is going to get the best of them in this one. Um, But I think going forward, Baltimore is going to be a serious threat for the, for the American league for a sizable amount of time. Um, Young team just needs a little more experience in my opinion. So I think Texas edges them out, but that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, That'd be a lot of fun to see the Orioles and the ALCS. I I have no issue with them. Like I was saying, but you know, I, I got your teams going all the way. Hopefully.
2: There you go. Well, I do appreciate that. I really do. Um, I what makes me happy was that while watching the abomination that was my Thursday, my Saturday evening watching college football uh, post Oklahoma and Texas ending, which we'll talk about that in about five minutes. Um, I got to see Clayton Kershaw, who has been driving a nail in my heart for the past decade and a half, get absolutely fucking shelled. <laughs> Just <laughs> well,
0: Kershaw for you, dude. Dude, it, you know, every
2: year. If there was a team that he, like we, back when Kershaw was at his peak of his powers, we were like his the, the thorn in his side. For some reason, playing in Arizona, he just struggled. It was either he would either toss a forehead shot out against us or get shelled. And what what makes this team so much fun, this Diamondbacks team, and if you, and this is Mike, ignore the jersey and the Diamondbacks camo hat because I can't take the Redneck out of me if I tried why you should root for Arizona if you're not a Philly, Houston, whatever fan, is that And I think teams should take this seriously is because they're built for the new rules. They play fast. They play aggressive. They play reckless. And they hit the daylights out of the ball. And anybody in that lineup could wreck your shit if you hang a fastball. Even Alec Thomas, who's just in there for defense and stealing bases and contact hits, hit a bomb against the Dodgers, Gabby Moreno, our catch, our hitting for average catcher who is like the glue of that team this year, hit a, hit a fucking mammoth shot that just kind of put the game out of reach. Christian Walker, our first 3,100 guy since Paul Goldschmidt, um, Catel Marte, everyone knows his deal. You know, you obviously have, you have Corbin Carroll and you have Laura Goriel Jr., both all-stars, you know, it is a lot of fun guys. And the best part about that is we have our ace tonight. Merrill Kelly, who was haunted by the Dodgers his entire career, even pre-Arizona, right? It was only 11 against the Dodgers. I don't think he gave up a run on Sunday. I mean, on Saturday. That makes me happy. Because that's just like that's like a facing your demons kind of moment. You've got to root for that in sports. As for the Phillies, they are picking right fucking off where they left off last year. They had their run to The, the buzz saw from Houston. But the problem is I don't think Houston... They're potent. They can play. But they're not as good as they were last year. And I think that's what makes Philly so deadly. Now, Philly has all these revamped roster and all these new guys, all these young guys. And they're a little battle-tested, man. It's like we're rooting on this show for two teams. One is all new guys. You got a couple old vets and a bunch of, like, green guys who don't give a fuck on Arizona. But then with... (laughs) <laughs> with, with Philadelphia, you got a bunch of battle-hardened guys who are post-season veterans who want that dub. So, I don't – like, before we move on to football and everything else, fellas, any other reactions to uh, start off uh, our next sports weekend with uh, Game 2s of the NLDS tonight?
0: Um, I just wanted to say with, like, all these games, it's, like, a little bit what you were saying. Like, it's kind of hard, like, not to root for, like, these teams who just – you know, haven't been there, like your Diamondbacks, your Rangers, your, your Phillies. Like, we're used to seeing the same teams, like the Dodgers, the Braves, the Astros. You know what I mean? So, like, that's why I love playoff baseball so much is because, like, there's always that one underdog that, like, you always want to go far. And I feel like, obviously, coming out of the West, it's definitely the Rangers because, like, again, we're not familiar with them being in the playoffs as much as, like, these other top teams. So also want to say to Mason, I know he's not in tonight, but um, if I see your Astros in the fucking World Series, dude, it is on. It is on for that goddamn rematch, dude. We're going to run it back, and we ain't letting this one slip this year. I'm just saying. But Red October, go D-backs, go Phils. Um You know, I'm very excited. So, All I, mean, I was you know, going to
1: you- say was, uh, it's, it's nice to know that Minnesota can actually win a playoff game.
2: Oof. Shot at Kurt yeah. husband
0: yeah, also, the twins.
2: can we offer our condolences to Vikings fans and welcoming them to the getting fucked by the refs against the Chiefs Club? Hi, uh Philadelphia Eagles, co-president mm-hmm. of the uh getting fucked by the uh Chiefs and the Refs Club, yeah. Matt secretary and Jet Nation, treasurers, <laughs> and of course our presidents and chiefs, the Cincinnati Bungles. Congratulations on getting one, by the way. Are the president of our uh and then every AFC East team, that's our chairman committee.
1: Yeah, and I know I wasn't here for the show and everything, and I know I was texting everybody, but like looking back, was that was probably equally as bad as a call when they when they called Bradbury for holding in the Super Bowl, like the, that that well, call on Sauce.
2: It's just, and so then and bad. also the fact well, at that least, after at least they- yours at least yours didn't cost you six months of off season pain, and
1: well, that's then
2: it. I had to go to work depressed, and I was so pissed off that day. I actually switched gyms. Because I was in such a bad mood and the gym just happened to catch me on a bad day. So honestly, hey, listen, refs, thank you. You saved me thirty bucks a month yeah. on my gym membership because you just they just happened to piss me off that much.
1: Yeah, that and the uh, the blatant like fifteen second hold on Jermaine Johnson on that last third and twenty two attempt where he was just it's, fucking. It's, I don't I, I don't know what else. I, I don't know what else you need for that. So it was just back to back. Like you could just blatantly tell, like the ref tells the guy. During the Vikings game, Latjarius Snead takes his helmet off, which you're not supposed to take your helmet off at yeah, all. It's supposed to be an I've automatic fifteen-yard penalty. Moore
2: cost his team the game last year for that same fucking penalty. Yeah, and, and he, you're gonna
0: look at them and say, he calls it." Y- no, you it's, wonder it's, why
2: it's... the NFL, nobody in the NFL besides the cheese fans actually trust the refs. And you know what? And, and I think Patriots fans now understand why we used to shit on the Patriots for them getting these calls. Now, now you get it. It's because
0: – They're the new but, Patriots, the Chiefs.
2: It's brutal, man. It's brutal. I, 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 I don't know how to say it any other way than that.
0: Well, when, like, you're, you're the right. face of the yeah. – I was going to say, like, when you're the face of the NFL like Mahomes, dude, like, his stars get the calls. So, like, there's been three or four separate occasions where Mahomes has been – and the Chiefs predominantly have been bailed out due to, you know, game change and holding calls or a defensive play that just wins them the game. So it's like – it's nothing we're not used to anymore.
2: I, You know, the worst part about it was is that when they said this shit happened, I was like, shocker. And that's really fucking bad, man. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I I want to like give teen like the NFL the the benefit of the doubt. I want to be like, hey, listen, I get it. you want you want your stars to play in big games, but at a certain point, you have to understand why we're all skeptical. So that being said, before we get into me losing my absolute shit for 20 minutes when we talk about a certain game that occurred at 8 o'clock Eastern time and uh, between a certain team from Georgia and a certain team from Florida, we're going to go to America's favorite game here. We're going to talk the uh, the one-sentence game. Now, everyone knows the rules. The rules are simple. I make a complete ass of myself for five minutes, and then the boys react. So – that being said, we're starting off on Thursday night football where the Washington Commanders forgot how to play football. Shout out to DJ Moore for wrecking about 50% of NFL of uh, fantasy owner seasons. You or Justin Fields for dropping 50 burgers each. Uh, the London game. Maybe you shouldn't leave 24 hours before kickoff from America to London. It takes more than 24 to acclimate from jet lag. Just basic facts. And also Buffalo, thank you for ruining my parlay this Sunday. I would have won like $80, $90. Doesn't matter. Titans, Colts. Pray for Anthony Richardson's shoulder. And what the fuck was that distribution of handoffs? Get JT the fucking ball. You're costing me ball games. Um, Saints and Patriots, yeah. Um Raven Steelers, Matt Canada looked upset when they scored a touchdown. I think he's a sleeper cell for the Ravens. Um, Te- Texans Falcons. You know that was ugly, but TJ Stroud looked good. Desmond is still a bad quarterback. Panthers Lions. Speaking of bad quarterbacks, Ooh, Bryce Young. I'm not saying he's bad. He's bad now. He'll get better. But Jared Goff and them boys. That's a well oiled machine. Dropping a forty burger. Uh, speaking of well oiled machines, the Dolphins ran so fast past the Giants. They actually ran faster than the ball, and the Giants got a touchdown in the first half. Congratulations for not being completely ass and we'll go up to the four o'clock games where my Eagles remembered how to play defense in the second half. By the way, I tweeted about Sean Desai and missing Jonathan Gannon for 30 seconds. And then Sean Desai decided to play defense coincidence. I think not. All right. And also Hassan Redick is back boys. Everyone should be in fear. Um, We're going to go to Cardinals and Bengals where Jamar Chase dropped a dropped a hat trick. Throw the freaking hats on the field, kids. Cardinals are still an underrated team. I honestly think if they had a decent quarterback not named Kyler Murray, they may win 10 games. Jets and Broncos in the ugliest fucking game I've ever watched in my life, but we did it for Mr. O.C. himself. Nate Hackett did it, but also Brees Hall did it. My boy is back. He was running like a man possessed. Speaking of possessed, the refs are possessed by the Chiefs' wallets again as they knock off the Vikings, 27-20. Uh, and, of course, speaking of getting their ass kicked, uh, the Cowboys got rolled by the 49ers, 42-10, in what I can only ascribe as ouch. We'll go to college hmm. real quick. We're only touching on the big games here. Um, we'll start off with just the ones in the six-pack, the Red River rivalry, the Red River shootout, the Red River ass-whooping. That was a fun game. I was so happy back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. That's what college football is about. I love that game. Oklahoma played their hearts out. I love how they basically are now number three in the nation. Does it make sense? No. Is it happening? (laughs) Yes. All right. LSU in Missouri. I texted the group chat. I wanted Brian Kelly's head. What do you know? The boys remembered how to play football in the second half. LSU wins. Um. We're going down to Georgia with a thump. Kentucky next. Notre Dame, Louisville. Hmm. It's almost like Notre Dame isn't a great football team. Louisville, congratulations. You're actually decent. That game against Miami right before Thanksgiving is going to be brutal. All righty, and finally, um, the Miami Hurricanes were too busy dancing to the rave music at their stadium to realize how the clock works. Mario Cristobal will never live that down. Georgia Tech pulls the upset. All right, fellas, besides my hurricanes, that game is off limits until a certain segment. <clears throat> Thoughts NFL College will start with the guy who is basically out of off the grid for the past week. Matt, what stuck out to you this week?
1: Well, obviously I gotta touch up on my own game. I feel like we all have to, but I I am I so Zach Wilson has been I'm not gonna be upset about a win. A win's a win. I will take a win whenever I can get it. If you look at Zach Wilson's stat line, it does not look at all impressive. 199 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Um, I th- he completed about you know 70 something percent of his passes, which was the only bright side of the whole thing. He's showing sl- slight slow progression each week. Like he, I didn't think he followed up the Chiefs game that well. I mean, that was an amazing performance by him that I didn't think he was capable of, but. He's getting better with his reads. He's auto bowling plays. Um, he call he changed the play of the line of scrimmage on this crucial third down, hit Tyler Conklin for like 20. So he's getting a lot better with reads. He's making better decisions, um, playing better football. So that's all you can, this is the Zach Wilson that we needed last year with the run team and the defense just to go to just to get enough in. And that's what we're getting right now. So happy for him. Hopefully we can follow that performance up next week against the birds. Give him something to fight for. Hopefully I'm a, not looking forward to that game, but other than that LSU, like you said, they actually like they went in there and they must've been like, all right, let's, uh, let's just, uh, let's just uh, restart our computers and just fucking do a little reboot. And they wound up figuring out how to play football and they actually won the second half. Um, Oklahoma and Texas is probably one of the best games I've seen this past week. Um, almost touched up on the, the, uh, the off limits games. I had to stop myself right there. Um, Sean Payton is, Continues to look like Billy Belichick, terrible without his star quarterback. That looks like they made him what they were. Russell Wilson can't hold on to the ball. Um, Kudos to Nate Hackett. Um, And the last thing that I can honestly think of would be San Francisco Niners are probably the best team in the league right now. Uh, They are the real deal, both offensively, defensively, overall well-rounded team. Uh, They are the team to beat, in my opinion, including you guys with the Eagles. But this is a scary team that I don't want to play. I, I don't at all want to play in this game. <laughs> that is what well, I got.
2: <clears throat> I'll I'll go quick because I'm only really going to touch the NFL right now because I, I, I think we've already beat a dead horse with Oklahoma, Texas. I mean, I also feel like the interim, I want to touch on that one as well. Um, my biggest takeaway from the Eagles-Rams um, was that the defensive adjustment was just instant. They that second touchdown, the second drive by the Rams, and Sean Desai was like, All right, set the dogs loose. I guess, I guess we're gonna have to play a little more physical. Cooper Cup didn't have an, didn't have another meaningful catch the rest of the game. Puka Nakua looked like he was rattled, getting like dropping balls and everything else. And then Jalen Carter and the boys were just getting home. And it was the most evident play of what the Eagles can do when they get a full head of steam was that last sack by Hassan Reddick where they tried to the chip block him, he used it as a way to get around the tackle and just steamrolled uh, Matt Stafford. Um, another game that out to me really was um, Thursday Night Football just proves that it's any given fucking Thursday, Sunday, Saturday, whatever, because the Bears looked like an actual fo- football team again. Their defense woke up. They played good defense. Also, let's be honest. I think the Commanders gave everything they had for that first game. And and oh look, Chris Chris, your boy is here.
0: Let's go. He knows
2: like our, our boy Nate from the case and Nate show, obviously Nate is a regular on our podcast. Um, what the other thing that was really interesting, I, I found this funny watching the early games is that dude, the, there's no good NFC North team AFC North team this year. There is not. Like, I thought the Ravens were going to pull away. But you got guys drop. How did they only drop 10 points the entire game? Or thir- was it, 13, 10 points, whatever the fuck it was?
0: It was like and, 10 to 5 in the it fourth It was like
2: game. 10 to eight. No, t- it was 10 to 8 almost the entire game. Yeah,
0: and I was saying prior to that, like, one field goal this healers had. And I, 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 like I, I, I second this.
2: He's, he's right. He, DJ Moore is a top 10 receiver when he actually gets the ball thrown his way.
1: Not and he does it without it solid quarterbacks.
2: Yeah, you literally could have a a jugs machine chuck a ball at him. still a top ten receiver. Yeah. Um My, it, you know, it's just it's crazy when you look at the NFC AFC North. The NFC North, it's a one, it's our one pony show. Let, let's not act like it's not. All right, like tonight, like I actually consider picking the Raiders. That's how bad the Packers have looked. But and the Lions are running, sprinting away. The the AFC North. The Bengals' offensive line is atrocious. Their looks, offense looks inconsistent. takes a in game against the Cardinals to get their offense on track. Then you go to the Ravens, who can't score points. Then you go to the Steelers, who have the same fucking problem with an all-world receiver. Actually, it, actually, they don't really have any weapons besides it. I guess Fire moves is a top-10 tight end. But, I mean, Najee Harris is overrated as hell, and Jalen Warren's eh. It's not a really a good without Deontay Johnson. It's not really a good setup. Um, and then you go to the Browns, who can't keep a quarterback healthy, and their best offensive players off the season with a knee bent. I'm just gonna say that because it's like injury doesn't describe it. A knee bent, he <laughs> need to that way. Um, but yeah, so the NFC and AFC North is literally a shit pile. It is the is the NFC East of two three years ago. I think the winner of that division is going to be 9 and 8 or 8 and 9 or 7 and 10. It's it's fucking ugly.
1: Yeah, it's um we're talking about the AFC North right now, right? It's um it's I don't know how the Steelers are 3 and 2. Uh Kenny Pickett is mediocre average at best um in my opinion. Najee hit. There's no run game. It doesn't matter who they have. There's just absolutely no run game. Um, the Ravens somehow are struggling early on. Um, it's, it's just a weird division that I thought, you know, we all thought the Brown, the Bengals are going to be winning about 12, 13 games. We thought that'd be followed up by the Ravens and maybe the, the Browns might slip away with 10. Um, so it's an interesting layout so far in the first quarter of the season. Um, NFC Northwise, I agree with you. It's, it's a lion show, but you know, what's special about it is like, it's actually kind of cool where you could see where the Lions started when they hired Dan Campbell. And then you fast forward three years and you can see like what they built and how it's just working. Like they spent those couple of drafts focusing on the offensive line. Boom. They gave Jared Goff protection. look how good Jared Goff is looking when he has time to throw the ball. They drafted a St. Brown. They added Jamison Williams. They they brought in guys like Josh Reynolds and um, I forgot the other guy. I can't think of his name right now. But um, just for added just for added support, and they're they're working out well. Sam Laporte is a, the best tight end this currently from this draft and this end of in this league right now. He's looking phenomenal out there, and they've also been improving the defense. So you can just see how they just started attacking all the necessary positions that they needed to be successful, and it's just working out for them. And Dan Campbell is just—they're all buying in, and it's just a magical process. And it's really cool to see it work for them. Um, So yeah, I just Packers started off hot a little early, and they're cooling off a little bit. But you know they got Christian Watson back. We'll see what they can do with that. But it's—it's the Lions' division to lose unless they some major thing happens. It's—it's going to be their division.
2: There you go. Um. Go. I was,
0: was just, I was. I was just going to ask: Are the Lions a top five team? Oh yes. That that. If
2: you want the, we'll, we'll do our first edition, Matt. Of Jared's hierarchy of five best teams, usually it's my hatred hierarchy of the five college teams I hate the most. But generally, number one right now is the Miami Hurricanes, the team I hate the most. So uh, <laughs> well, that that really isn't much of a hierarchy. Um. So we'll do my my top five teams in the NFL right now. This is easy. You guys can react to this before we roll out of here. Um. Will start to incline the week. Number five is the Detroit Lions. They, the leapfrog the Dallas Cowboys to me. And it's not even close because yeah, Detroit the punches everyone in the mouth. They have the best win between them and, and Dallas. And their offense looks balanced and their defense isn't perfect, but they play well. they they remind me a lot of, um, Oh, what is that? The 20, I would say 2015. Yeah. You remind me of the 2013 Eagles a lot, where their defense isn't amazing. They have great quarterback play. They run the ball effectively. <coughs> their tight end is the best player on the field. And they just move the football. So or even like the 2018 Eagles. Actually, that's that, Chris. That seems a little more realistic.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I, I agree a lot because like they got playmakers. Mm-hmm. They got they got, they got their...
2: and golf is just
0: accurate. Exactly. And that's accurate. a false walls.
2: Yeah, he's accurate. and throw a good deep ball. Uh four, um, right now is the um I still gotta give it to Buffalo. I still gotta give it to Buffalo. I do.
0: I and think they're is, just jet lag.
2: They're jet is jet lag. That's, that's I, I honestly they play this game in in, East, in Duval or or uh, Orchard Park, Buffalo rolls them. It's not even close, and that I feel bad for Matt Milano's name, man. That's brutal. Um, so three could, is could uh, the Birds week. Go Birds. Um, they're still a little. They're still a little. Like there's a lot of things to work out, but it's like you, they're kicking a sleeping giant every time they take a shit on the Niners. They they kick the Niners' ego up. Just wait, December's a short way away. Two is the December defending 3rd. champs, the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. And the referees, congratulations! You guys still keep winning games. Um, and number one, obviously, is the wagon from um the bay, just they're just killing everybody.
1: Could next week be a trap game for the bills going against the giants, the one and four giants, after maybe getting jet lagged on the way back home?
2: They might smoke them.
1: I don't know, they might talk. We'll see. I think it's very hopeful. So let's also see be see honestly
2: it. honest. Like anybody who thought the Dolphins were a top five team, in the NFL really needed to try, chill, take a chill pill. It took them three quarters to knock the Giants out when it took most meaningless teams like thirty seconds. Like this is, crazy. yeah, the Dolphins should have rolled them by fifty, but they took it took until to, two or three really two dumb interceptions, and the Giants' defense is not good. So yeah, that, that's my opinion. I think I think the Dolphins are a top ten team. I think it's like six or seven. Like I think honestly, you put Dallas at six, and the, then you put the Dolphins. I still think Dallas would beat the Miami Dolphins head to head.
0: Dallas really hasn't beaten anybody. Like yeah, but like- I just
2: that, that pass rush, and if Dak can get Pollard rolling, they're not a bad team. They're just they're a good wild card team. Yeah, that's I what mean, they are. They're, they're good. Wild, they're they are a ten. They are a ten and seven, eleven and six wild card team. And it's respectable. They're just, Diggs gave them more versatility in that defense, but also I don't think they also played a lot of bad teams when Diggs was out, when Diggs was in there. So it really doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, that's my top five.
1: I don't know. I, I feel like I, I got to put Miami in the top five just because that offense is so electric. They I think they've been scoring the most points out of any team. I think there was like a record they sent for the amount of points that they've scored this far. I don't know. It was something in that realm, but they've got one of the fastest teams. They got probably the best offense in the league. Honestly, if I had to do a top five, I think I'd put, I would honestly put Chiefs at five just because the Lions beat them. And the Chiefs only have four wins because they got carried away with these last two games. So they really, in my opinion, should probably be around two and two or so. But um, I got the Chiefs at five. I got the Lions at four. I got Miami at three. I've got Philly at uh, two. And I got San Francisco right now at number one.
0: There you go. All right, so my five, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Casey.
2: <laughs> Matt, look up at the screen.
1: Mr. <laughs> oh, Mr. DJ. I uh, Fun fact, DJ, I was texting you. I was texting you, DJ, about uh, Anthony Richardson the other day because I was tired of Joe Burrow giving me like seven or eight points every single week. So I picked up Anthony Richardson, I stashed him on the bench. Joe Burrow got, you I don't know him. how many points on my bench. And Anthony Richardson gave me four points in my starting rotation. But if I can get 20 points from Josh Jacobs tonight, I win. So I just need a 20 pointer.
2: I, it's me and Matt, Matt how bad, down, how down bad are we? Um, Oh, I think we I definitely am. lost. We need we, we need like we an AJ Dillon like fucking miracle show, like eighty points. Uh, let me see. Wait, or like we already got our all team played.
1: Yeah, we have everybody in our team played. Yeah, Breez gave us Zach Wilson surprisingly gave us twenty points. Brees gave us forty one, but we we lost one seventy seven point nine to high low and we scored one sixty six point nine, so we lost by eleven points.
2: No, I got slaughtered by DJ. In the oh,
1: he, damn. He, that's a. He had, a, that's a,
2: he had a Mr. Uh, Mr. Moore on his roster. So, yeah, it was uh, ugly.
1: You want to know I, something I, that's pretty embarrassing? We lost, and he has Jamison Williams and Aaron Jones in the lineup. Or Javante Williams and Aaron Jones in the lineup. So, he has two guys ruled out in a starting lineup, and he still beat us by 11 because he man, got 51 and a see- half from Jalen Hurts. He got 22.7 from Kelsey, 22 from Gabe Davis, and he got 46.5 from Zach Moss.
0: Based it.
2: That hurts. All right. Current update right now it is top five. It's three nothing fills, and they got a runner on
0: first. Wheeler has eight strikeouts through four.
2: Remember when we thought his career was dead like three years ago, and, and I was just out uh-huh. fucking lasers. All right.
1: I remember I remember the Yankees saying how like somebody said they should trade Clinton Frazier and Andrew Harper for like Zach Wheeler, and I was so against it. Now I'm like, oh man, I should have fucking pulled that trigger.
2: The Yankees make a successful move post twenty nineteen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we haven't brought this back in a while. And in honor of this this handsome gentleman trying to pull one out for Philadelphia tonight, uh Mr. Harper, take it away.
0: Rose, That's a come? clown question, bro. <laughs> I love
2: them, dude. Presented by SeatGeek. Uh, promo code belly up for $20 off your first purchase. Um, let's start it off. There is no negotiating. Mr. Killer Whale himself, Jim Ursa, you've been dethroned. Congratulations to Mario fucking Crystal Ball. Now, You're saying, Jared, why would you nominate your own coach? Well, folks, it's quite simple. Mario Cristobal caused the Hurricanes not only an undefeated season, but also caused me nothing but heartache, caused the entire roster. Poor Donald Chaney Jr. may never actually recover mentally thinking he fumbled the ball. Now, I could rip the referee who's standing four feet from him, who clearly saw the elbow hit the ground before the ball came loose, but it's Miami, so we never get calls from the refs. That's expected. So, we should, and there's an old quote from Jimmy Johnson, never give the refs an opportunity to influence the game. This came after they lost in Notre Dame to Lou Holtz, and those dipshits from South Bend cost Miami the 87 national title. Or 86, 86. Whatever the one they... Yeah, 87. Either way. Yeah. That's that's not good. All right, Mario, you take the fucking knee. You walk out of there with your head held high after barely beating a an like, awful Georgia Tech team. And you go into North Carolina next week and you kick the shit out of them. Now, we're ranked 25th in the country. We're going into North Carolina with a loss who we haven't beaten since shit. I might have been in high school. And, yeah, a lot is stacked up against you there, big shooter. So, a little pep talk to the Miami Hurricanes as you, your coach is now officially cloud of the week. It should be like a wah-wah-wah sound, the freaking depressing sound. Where's Where's DJ and Kelsey with the freaking uh, soundboard?
0: <laughs> I would right horn. <clears throat> Oh,
2: my God. All I'm saying is this. Just step your shit up, man. I know, Tyler Van Dyke, you're better than that. Also, to the DJ at at um at Rock, at Rock Stadium, when they're on offense, shut the fuck up. I swear, there are multiple times during snap counts where I heard it sounded like a rave going on in the middle of the... Like, we're at home. It's supposed to be a home field advantage. Also, last but not least, get rid of those ugly-ass Miami Knights uniforms. Do not ever wear them again. They are bad luck. Bring back, like, the old-school black and orange and green ones. Those are fine. And for the love of all things holy, can somebody just just win next Saturday? All right, I'm done. Come on, the week's over. Congratulations, Mario. You're probably going to have it in the bank for next year.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, unless – uh I don't know. The only thing I could have thought of was the fact that Robert Sala called a timeout with 19 seconds left in the half, then called, oh, th- call, uh, he redeemed called a pass soon, play. Yeah, called a pass play in the middle of
2: the He walked up to Sean Payton and whispered, stay humble. He gets G in when he that shit. I'm like, yes, sir. Oh, my God, I, that. I fucking hate I mean, Sean yeah. Payton. He's such a scumbag. And the worst part is they try trying to humanize him by having America's sweetheart Kevin James play him in a Netflix series.
0: I, I remember that. <laughs> I, oh <my> God.
2: <laughs> we also just start with the fact that, like, like, Sean Payton's not a good person when it comes to being, like, just a,
0: didn't he pay his players to like? Yes, go that is him? what I'm getting at. Yeah, he's just yeah, that dude's a sleazeball, man.
2: Yeah, no, like, uh, just like it's no, nah, you're never gonna make me like Sean Payton. I don't care who you have playing him. Um, but also this whole thing with Nate Hackett is just hysterical to me. So, that being said, I um, I definitely think. You know, just takes a little. I don't. Know. I'm, I'm done talking about it. But we got about. Well, actually, this is you know what? This is a fast fucking show. Um, you know what's so unfortunate is that the I'm seeing suck. highlights. Oh, what? Sorry, what's going on?
0: The Braves suck. Uh, that's unfortunate too.
2: Not really. Hmm. for For us, that's not for you. my bet. And oh for no, your, for us, I, mean, I feel great. Oh, no.
0: uh,
2: also, like, and there was there was a. I saw shout out to A2D Radio by the way, my boys over there. They posted something there. Uh, if anyone is on A2DA radio is exclusively all Philly sports. And um, they posted with Ronald Acuna had a shirt about his 20, his 40, 70 season. Bryce Harper has a shirt of all of his teammates. That just says, it just says a lot about culture. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I kind of like, I love when like, I see like Jalen out there rocking like an AJ Brown shirt. Or Nick Sirianni wearing a, a shirt that has like Lane Johnson on it. Like, I love seeing that shit. I, I saw Quez Watkins wearing a shirt of himself that shows it because he ran right into his defender yesterday on his one catch. Um but could
1: be worse, could be could be like Evan Neal blocking his own teammates.
2: Or uh calling out oh, can we talk about Evan Neal for a second? Because this was my backup nominee for Clown of the Week. He had this in the bag <laughs> until Mario Cristobal <laughs> blew it out of the water. So anybody who doesn't know, um, Evan Neal's been struggling this year. Number uh, first, what was it? Number six overall pick last year for the uh, New York Giants at the University of Alabama. His biggest knock was he couldn't really pass block, run block with the best of them, but he can't really pass block that well. That was his big knock coming out of college last year. Anyway, um, he got called out, he called the fans for booing, says he didn't really, in this. I'm totally butchering and paraphrasing the hell out of this right now, but he basically said they're basically flipping burgers and he doesn't care about their opinion. Yeah. Um Don LaGreca's rant, by the way, is if you guys want to listen to something hilarious tonight, just, I was listening to this on the ride home from the gym on Friday, and I was crying. I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, how the fuck is this real life right now? But also, he's like, cut the bastard. He's such a rap bastard. I'm like, oh, my God. This is on live radio. I love it. <laughs> um, I just, Evan Neal cracks me up, man. And, and, you know, it's the Giants. And shots of Case and, uh, I mean, it's not Case. Uh, Nate and all of our fellow other Giants hands who are suffering in silence right now. um. Cause, dude, I, I have, I, in my wildest dreams, cannot even imagine a season of that. that's why it's going right now. And we talked about, I talked about this on DJ's show when I uh, came on last week to guest host in, in uh, place of Kelsey. Which, by the way, boys, thank you again for having me. Um, the New York Giants' schedule going forward, fellas. I, I don't know if we we've touched on this on this show at all, but do you want to know what their next games look like?
1: Mm, I just know it's not so, good.
2: Bills on the road on Sunday football, probably awesome. a loss. Commanders at home, coin flip. Awesome. Coin flip. Yeah. Giants, coin flip. Raiders win. They're gonna beat the fuck out of the Raiders. Um Giants at Jerry World, probably a loss. At Washington, coin flip. Patriots win. Packers loss. Saints loss. Eagles loss, Rams loss. If the Eagles of the division clinched up, probably a win. So, if we're going to get all the tallies, and they, let's say they win all the coin flip games, they're going to have six wins this year. Seems six about right. One. If they win half, they're
0: 4-11. and 11. Didn't Brian I mean four David win? 4-13. Didn't Brian David win coach of the year last year? Mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni by like yeah, a yeah, well. margin. That's, that's I don't know I don't know how they do the voting for that. The Eagles are oh, the best. It's Harker it's
2: league. all it's all they they want they love the whole idea. And also yeah, you, you, Saquon's not coming back. Um,
1: They're and stuck then Daniel, with Daniel Jones, Jones, with his, Jones uh neck injury though.
2: Yeah, like he's shot Who's their back and quarterback. Tyron Ty
0: Taylor I think.
1: Yep. It's bad too when you think about, you know, Evan Neal looks really bad too, but Kavon Thibodeau has not really been making any sort of an impact, and it's, they're both in the same draft class, I believe, within the first, you know, handful of picks with each other. It's
2: almost how do, like you, miss a how do you miss on two top move? 10 picks? He is how do you miss on two top 10 picks? He one fucking move. Go watch on okay. So, I love watching Von Miller. I've always been a Von Miller stand because he has 16 different moves he goes with. Even guys like Nick Bosa, Hassan Reddick, Chris Jones, these guys have multiple moves to get after the quarterback, right? You use speed, power. Fletcher Cox has the freaking the arm whapy. He's so good at it, right? Aaron Donald's got a couple. Kayvon Thibodeau just tries to like undercut rush you and you just shove him to the ground. I love watching him go against Lane Johnson. It's hilarious. He, he just shoves him out of the way. Or and I look at this team, man. I'm just like, you're, you're like, Kayvon looks one dimensional. Evan Neal can't block anybody. They have no wide receivers. Their only touch there in the first half was a pick six because a telegraphed a throw. And by the way, I don't know what telegraphing means, and I could be totally mansplaining the fuck out of this, even though I hate that term is that Tua stared down his receiver the entire read and threw it at him. And the defense was like, yeah, this couldn't be any easier. And the guy was just out. So the only person who had a worse interception was Dak Prescott. So, <laughs> one of three. Um, But, yeah, you know, the Giants are just absolutely brutal. And it's it's unfortunate. They're honestly the only reason they're not a bigger story is because Denver is much fucking worse. The Raiders are much fucking worse. And the um Bears are not much better.
1: It's just it's really bad when you like those those two guys, they were picked six and eight. Like they were they were two top ten picks and you, you didn't even hit on one of them. Well it's that's I mean bad. it's
2: also early, but like I don't see like yeah, like they should be with how high they were drafted, be dominant players.
0: I mean, I don't feel bad for the Giants. I mean, last year, I just, I'll just like last year, you went in. I mean, they had a good year last year. You went in to the wild card. You beat um, Minnesota, and then the following week, you ran into a better team in Philly. And then you told yourself Daniel Jones is the guy, and you gave him about forty million a year. And he's been atrocious and now he has a neck injury and I don't know the extent of that. So at the end of the day, I mean, there's so many things to blame here. You got your two top 10 draft picks. You got Daniel Jones, the defense, uh, coaching maybe. I like, I don't know. Coach of the year, like I said, Brian Dable last year, this year, they're just non-existent. So typical Giants, it's been the same way since Eli left and Daniel Jones stepped in. So I don't feel bad at all. The Jets are a better team in that building anyway.
1: Is it – I don't know if it's me or I, – I feel like – isn't this not his first neck injury?
0: Yeah, I mean, he does got that long neck. So, yeah, I mean,
1: I think he had like <laughs> a couple. Dougie Mills, okay. brother, put some name on his I thought I Eight. thought he had a no, – I thought funny. he had one prior, and I'm like, because all I can think of is Quincy Nunwa had back-to-back years of neck injuries and he, that wound up retiring him early. I just – I couldn't remember this was his first or his second one, but um, it's – it's. I mean, neck injuries are never good because in, regardless of how severe they are, those can be career-threatening mm-hmm. at any cost.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, it's, for his sake, like, I would just – I mean, given – I would just say, Daniel Jones, you should retire, man. You're making 40 a year. Just become an analyst. Get out of the game now. You already got your money. Ah,
1: I don't know how much character he's got. I don't know if I want him and calling a Monday <laughs> Night Football game.
0: You imagine him and like Tony Romo in the booth? Now oh I don't know here, Dan. Uh. No, I
2: listen. We also realize that like you don't always have to have a quarterback be your analyst. Like I'm, I'm ready for Tony Romo to call it, man. Like Greg Olson's such a better commentator. Like Mark Schlereth, fucking Stink is an amazing commentator. Um, Brian, like I also like, dude, I miss having Brian Johnson. Mm-hmm. That is my dude right there, man I, I, well, I know Tom he's doing Brady. something for his damn co- He's doing something for his college this year So he can't be a commentator for football But like when he dude. called the Lions I think it was like he called like the Lions first win And it was like two years ago It was fucking epic
0: But You know, I, you know I can't stand is like um, It's Charles Davis And who's the other guy? They're the Madden commentators No, so. nah, but they,
2: they're not the same commentary booth anymore He's with somebody else
0: now Oh, dude, but I just – anytime I hear him talk, I'm like, dude, like I just think of Madden, 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 Madden.
2: Yeah, I know. I I couldn't – like Charles Davis, the first time he called the game after we finished our Madden franchise, it went like 28 seasons. I was like, I've heard this fucker talk every day for years.
0: you would would say the Davidsons and the Gardens get together for Thanksgiving this year. I'm like, I know you ain't meeting up for Thanksgiving.
2: Also, I won't even listen to the regular Monday Night Football. I mean, I I don't mind Joe and Joe and um, Joe and Troy anymore. I really don't care. But like, honestly, if the Manning's are on, I watch that. But even like, unless they have, like Will Ferrell, it was like kind of like the timing was always off with him and Eli. Like their jokes weren't sinking. But I don't know when
0: I'm. I, I like. like that. I like the Booger Mobile they used to have on Monday Night Football. <laughs> <Booger-mobile>. <laughs> you just see him go down the sideline in the mobile. People are screaming out, "Booger, move the hell away, dude!" Child I, I like. Th- I think Thursdays. I like
2: Al Michaels and Kurt. I love them a lot. They honestly, they just keep getting fucked with these terrible games. But
0: yeah, yeah I don't like it how it's on Prime though, dude. It just kills it with like. So you watch I, a game with your boys.
2: I I, I have, have Amazon too. Just Amazon Prime. Like I have had it for years, so it's not really an issue for me, but.
0: Yeah, I don't
2: think that... Chris, if you need a link, bro, I got a link for you.
0: Oh, sorry. Awesome. I mean, I got it, but, like, I'm saying, like, I'll usually hop on, like, Xbox with the boys, talk shop about the game, and then, like, you know, they're, like, a few seconds ahead of me, and they're already, like, seeing the play before me just because it's, like, again, you're watching it on the streaming platform instead of a live, you know, TV channel.
2: I feel you. I mean, it's... Well, let's be honest. Also, like NFL Sunday ticket for you you figure for um when YouTube TV got to maybe understand say, hey listen, you know, we're already giving you a premium for your cable pack for your streaming package, maybe throw existing customers at a really good deal. Nah, hundred dollars off, it's still three fifty. I'm like, even if it was two fifty, I would have paid for it. But like the problem is for the Eagles this year, is there's three games on our schedule that aren't, aren't televised by me. There's no reason for me to buy it, like,
0: yeah.
2: for I mean, like, honestly, they should offer a package of, like 150. dollars You get your, you pick a team, your team, and you get red zone. That's that's all you get. And for like 100, I would pay that for the season. I pay 200 bucks for that for the season, or 150 bucks whatever.
0: Yeah, I, mean, bucks, yeah, not I get it whatsoever. Yeah,
2: red zone, and I get my birds. I don't care. That's yeah.
0: perfect right there. So five months out of the year. All right.
2: Well, you guys got anything else you want to ch- chat about tonight? You guys want to let our, our uh, good folks roll ho- roll off tonight?
1: I've got uh, I've got nothing other than I hope and pray Josh Jacobs has the career game of his life tonight.
2: Well, I did a same parlay. Uh, exactly. I did a same parlay. Yeah, happy birthday, motherfucker! I didn't get to happy say it birthday, to you. Matthew! Oh,
1: thank you.
0: You've had a thank great you. week, man. Wedding, Jamaica, birthday, Jets win. You're a four four, and you're leading the six pack.
1: I well, know, actually, and I, and I got two bottles of pure white Hennessy on my shelf with a bunch of Jamaicans. Six cigars. for
0: six, come on now! Cannot miss. Also, we got uh,
2: he gets to hang out with me on Saturday. Yeah.
0: Seven for seven.
2: <laughs> I think that's a win for both of us. I haven't I haven't seen Matt in person since like shit. The last f- oh Pat's wedding, Pat's Fuck, wedding,
1: yeah, that's oh, about man. a year ago.
2: Oh yeah, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you stopping by. Happy birthday, of course, to our man, Mr. Matthew Ordazo. He turns the big two eight today. Um, we appreciate him as always for all the stuff he does for us, and we're happy he's back. Uh, pray for me and Chris's teams right October and embrace the chaos. Um, we'll see how good of a mood I'm in on Thursday. And it's okay, Mario. Even though how much you drive me nuts, I love you and your hurricane still. Even though you. Give me heart palpitations. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, candidates, promo code 20 for 20% off. SeatGeek pe- promo code belly up for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And <sighs> Bros, promo code belly up for 15% off at checkout. And of course, Belly up Media Belly Up Sports and the whole Belly Up crew. We will see you guys Thursday for another corner booth pregame. Uh should be a good game this week. Who's the Thursday night game this week, fellas?
0: Uh, the Chiefs and Broncos. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's gonna be fucking ugly. All, All right, I'll well, it was hopefully, hopefully, there's baseball. <laughs> on. Go, go, oh, go, reps. Go reps.
0: <laughs>
2: can we can we root for a tie? Like, I just don't like either team. <laughs> like, shit,
0: that would be awesome.
2: I mean, I will watch. Country. I'll be. let uh, No shit, Chris. Our games are gonna be on when? Fuck, our games be on Wednesday. The next games gonna be on Wednesday. Shit.
1: I mean if there is if there is one trap game to happen in this entire season, I pray it's Thursday.
2: I'm trying to see what I'm Thursday expecting, game
1: is I'm expecting college. this to be like a thirty eight to like thirteen kind of game.
0: It's gonna be Thai country. Let's ride. I can't wait.
1: Oh <laughs> my god, all the street. Jets all the Jets players have been tagging Sean Payton on Twitter and they're like they're like Jets country, let's fly. I'm like oh this is great.
0: <laughs>
2: Oh no! All right, let's see. Thir- Are there any good Thursday games? No. Probably oh not. my God it's it's all Sun Belt Conference again. Oh I know we have West <laughs> Virginia, Houston, woo, barn burner.
1: <laughs> oh, It'll probably God. be a better game.
2: Probably. Um, oh, and Friday we have Colorado, uh, Stanford. Pack twelve teams, uh, uh, higher ranked Pack twelve teams at home. Oh, actually no, they're on they're at home. Never mind. Um any other good games for the six pack? Well, we get Miami, North Carolina. That'll be in the six pack. Um, going back to ranked. Hold on. I can be, I can tell you we're we gonna
1: are we gonna oh, be biased and throw Jets Eagles?
2: No. Why would I do it to anybody, especially you? Um Oregon, <laughs> Washington, uh ooh USC Notre Dame. That's a big one. And uh UCLA Oregon State, possibly. I don't know. There's a couple of NFL games this week. We'll talk about it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you stopping by. Enjoy your week. Go snakes, go Phils. go eagles, go canes. All right. And go jets. We will go. We will see you all Thursday. No idea who the hell we're bringing on. Matt will be back. Mace will be back from Texas and uh, he'll have a live report what it was like boots on the ground for uh, his Sooners pulling off the win. And I may have gotten over my annoying, pissy rant of the Hurricanes. We appreciate you stopping by. Go enjoy the game tonight. Um, oh, by the way, my parlay was Packers win. Anytime touchdown from Dobbs and Jacobs. Christian Watson over 60 yards receiving. Uh, Josh Jacobs over 80 yards rushing. And, uh, yeah. It'll be fun. All right. Peace, fellas. See you. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast
0: is brought to you by the Belly Podcast Network.